listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Bikino, and today we have David Lear back in the studio. Welcome, David. Well, greetings, everyone. Thanks, Kami. Yeah, welcome back. So, today is actually a recording. Um, David, what, what was, what's happening during this time of broadcast? Why, why can't you make it with us for this particular one live? Yes, because um, I'm at uh, Hilliard Christian School. And we have a thing called Week of Worship, mm. and I'm the guest speaker there. So right oh, now, wow. as you're listening to this recording, <laughs> I'm actually speaking over there, yes. um, sharing about uh, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. So uh, this is, pray for us. It's going to be a good yes, week. we'll be praying for yeah, you. And you. There's a, it's a beautiful ministry happening at Hilly Christian mm. School. So um, I'm sure we'll miss having to be here live for you, our listeners. But um, there'll still be someone monitoring the chat, so please interact with us. We'd love to hear from you um, this morning. Someone will be there to to write back and to talk to you. So text in, let us know where you're listening from. We still want to hear from you today. Um, so, David, Bible heroes. Bible heroes. Bible heroes. Um, so we've been looking at David, yep. <laughs> and we've been looking at Rahab. Mm-hmm. Um, who have we got today? Joshua. Joshua. Yeah, so Joshua's been part of Rahab's story. Yeah. And um, interesting, David is part of Rahab's story as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're looking at Joshua today, and it's titled Friend or Foe. Friend or Foe. Yeah. And um, we're going to be touching on something that's incredibly important uh, as far as Seventh-day Adventists are concerned. Mm. Um, if you haven't heard of this term, the Great Controversy, mm. um, Seventh-day Adventists truly believe that as far as our worldview is concerned, mm. there is a battle between God and Satan mm. trying to win us over, mm. right? And so everything that we, as we understand it, we can see it in the light of uh, this battle between Christ and Satan. Mm. And uh, this is something we're going to see through Joshua. As we look at Joshua, we're going to go, oh, okay, this, this Bible hero, mm. he seems to come up a lot when it comes to battles and uh, conquests and things like that. And what's that got to do with Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Mm. So you can catch all our previous episodes on Bible Heroes. We've talked about David. We've talked about Rahab. And today we're talking about Joshua. You can catch all those previous episodes via the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. You can find us under Tassie Encounters. So we're talking about Joshua, friend or foe. I really... Friend or foe, like that yeah. sounds very so old school. Ooh, it is old school, but I love it. Like it's still, um, you know, someone knocks on the door. Is it a friend or a foe? Yeah, like, yeah. It's a ve- it's a bit of mystery around it. Like, yeah, you're not certain about this person yet. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. It comes up in um, the, Joshua is popularly known. If I if, if I said, just Joshua's my favorite yeah. Bible hero, <laughs> but what's what do you know? He's Popularly known for Battle of Jericho, Jericho, right? <laughs> yes. We got songs, you know. Yes, we do. Jericho, Jericho, yeah. But most people will associate Joshua with that, and um, I want to look at a bit of his background. Mm. Uh, but I do want to focus on that story. I yeah. mean, that's the story that he is known for uh, because that was basically his first conquest as a leader, mm. taking over from Moses, and um, it was a, it was a victory. Yes. And there's a bit of background to that, right? Um, 
But we're talking before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't know, Joshua is the succeeder to Moses. Moses was meant to lead the Israelites to Canaan. And unfortunately, he didn't get to see the promised land. And before that, he had uh, somebody he was mentoring. Mm. That was Joshua. So Joshua actually took his place. And I, you, know, you wonder with the people that, how much the people love Joshua as a leader. Yeah. What it was like for him to take that place, you know, like big shoes yeah, to fill. That yeah. would have been very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you've been in the, you're sharing before that you've been yeah. in a situation like that where you've taken on yeah a role that you're like, hmm, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, yeah. It was my first job out of uni, so um, bit of background. My background, my academic background is um, biomedical sciences. So um, I'm specialized in blood and all the nasties that can come off the body. The human body is fascinating, but it's also quite disgusting. Count Carmelina. <laughs> yes. And um, so <coughs> that's um, what I was trained in. That's what I can do. I can read pathology reports and um, run tests and stuff like that. But um, my first job out of uni was in agriculture mm-hmm. um, because we can work in almost any laboratory. And so I was just happy to have a job. So I, I, I jumped at the opportunity and it was a very fun job, but oh my goodness, I, I, I had to face a lot of skills that I, I hadn't developed yet, interpersonal skills with people who have been at the job for years that I didn't um, I didn't quite understand. I had to make phone calls, which I never had to do. Like, I don't know if you've been scared of making your own doctor's appointment, but these were like, um, I, that was me, but also at the same time being... Um, being a person who never had to call maintenance yeah. or call for yeah. ordering particular types of chemicals and things like that. I'd never had to do that before. And I was kind of, my supervisor had so much faith in me. He's like, oh, off you go. And I'm like, yeah. what are you to teach me how to do it? Like I was, I felt very much out of my depth, but I learned so much in that job. It was fantastic. Man, it's, it's good, Calm. I mean, yeah. um, uh, I mean, I, I've spoken to many millennials mm. that, I've always been anxious about making phone calls, yeah. some more than others, you know, like, and, and I've been told too that they would prefer a text or, a, um, or an email. Or an email. Yeah. And this has been told to me more than once. So oh. I, don't know, I don't know if it's true. If there's any millennials listening and you can confirm this. <laughs> Let us know. But this, this, is what, this is what they've said. And my son, he's, he's 15, so mm. I think he's younger. Yeah. But he confirms this. He says, yep, that sounds about right. Because he doesn't like phone calls either. Yeah. He says, when it comes to conversations on phone calls, you have to anticipate what the other person's saying so that you can plan a response. And if you plan incorrectly, he doesn't know what to say. So oh. he's already trying to, you know, um, um, these millennials have shared with me that they're trying to get ahead of the conversation so they know how to respond appropriately. Mm. I'm thinking, wow, for me, you know, the yeah. my generation, that's not a thing we thought about because yeah. we had to make phone calls. You yeah. know, like when I was seven or eight, mum and dad were saying, hey, um, can you call the bank to tell them this? Can you call the sales? Yeah. Like, and I don't remember being anxious. Uh, you know, I, I think phone calls were just a, a thing, you know, mm. like we didn't have the option of texting or, yeah, or, well. or emailing or whatever. But <laughs> it's, you know, like you yeah. should encourage others. You know, yes. like, hey, I know it feels like a big deal, but once it, you get used to it, it's, not. it's all good. <laughs> it's not. In fact, phone calls are the main thing I use for communication most of the time. Like, Isn't that crazy? I will, I will go for a text first because I am aware not everybody likes a phone yeah. call. They think that's quite uh, abrasive you See, sometimes. I wasn't aware of that. Now yeah. I am, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually, um, phone calls are much more efficient. They're so much more efficient. Yeah. You get the person so quickly and then... Um, 
And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm no, I'm no longer f- frightened of a phone call. Right. Like, well, yeah. things have changed, right? You got so used to it. <laughs> to, to the point that you're on radio now. Yeah. No. <laughs> Everyone can hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. Oh, that's you know, crazy. I think When I think about me uh, mm. feeling inadequate, uh, I think it was about a, probably two weeks after my first son was born. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we did the thing where for our firstborn, there was a thing in the hospital they did where they say, uh, I can't remember what the test is called, but they do all these tests to see if your kid's healthy. Yeah. And um, our, our kid came up with um, these issues. They, okay. they said they had these, he's got all these markers to say that he's going to have Down syndrome. He's got an issue oh. with his kidney. He's got an issue with his heart. And mm. I was like, whoa. Oh, okay. There's a few things here, yeah. and I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. So I I started feeling inadequate immediately, you know. Yeah. And, and my wife was in a totally, you know, like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm, I'm distraught. And uh, it didn't help no. <laughs> that the doctor the doctor said, hey, you have the option of terminating the baby. You know, that made things worse. Like That's... I was like, okay, if if my wife was already in a, in a, a sad place, yeah. you've just made it you know, Way worse. four five times worse, right? Yeah. And so. I took it upon myself to like, man, I got to find out how to take care of um, Down syndrome kids. I got to find mm. the community. Got to talk to other dads, you know. So I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to prepare for that. But yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm, I already felt inadequate as a dad, mm. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, okay, gonna have to, you know, gotta step it up. But I remember, yeah. I remember the peace that I felt, uh, and I and I woke up early in the morning to tell my wife, uh, you know, I think God's gonna get me through this. Yeah, you know, get you and me through this. We're gonna be. We're going to be equipped enough to, to take care of our son. You know, yeah. like everything's going to be fine. Absolutely. And um, you know, thinking of Joshua <laughs> taking on Moses, Moses' role, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the story of Jericho. There's an obvious. It's it's indicative mm. that Joshua's going. Okay, Lord, the first task you've given me is to take on the city of Jericho. How? How do I do this? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? Well, how am I going to do this? And, and in fact, yeah, when, we, when we get into the story, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about his background next. But mm. when we get into the story, you realize, man, he's going by himself to pray. Yeah. Mm. Seeking, um, seeking advice. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, we have a question for you this morning. Have you ever had to take on a role that you felt ill-equipped for? You weren't ready for it, mm. but you had to do it. Text us in this morning on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. This first song is Refiner's Fire by Brian Dirksen. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you after the break. Silver purify 
on Faith FM and we are talking with David Leo on the topic of Joshua, a friend or foe. So this mm. is the Bible Heroes um, series that we've been doing with David. Before the break, we have a listener question for you. Have you ever had to take on a role that you felt ill-equipped for? Um, tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Mm. 488 Text us in. So, David, we were both just vibing with that song. Just now. <laughs> I love that we, song. We love Refinance. It's still going through my head. Yeah. And I'm singing in my head. <laughs> we were just singing along during the break. It's a great song. Um, but, like, so today we're talking about um, Joshua. And yeah. you mentioned before he was your favorite Bible hero. Yeah. yeah so, what are, what are we covering today about about him with, with Jericho, I believe? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he became my favorite because a long time ago, I think I, think I was about. 14 or 15 mm. and I asked my brother I said hey, usual, if you could live in Bible times which, which time would you live in mm. and he said uh, I live in the time of Joshua oh. I went oh that's interesting because I was thinking I'd, I'd like to live in the time of Jesus you know mm. the, I said how come how come he said Joshua and he said oh because you know what because he was he would have been 17 16 at the time he yeah. goes <laughs> what is it what is it because you know I think I find it easier to fight for God than live for him <laughs> Remember, we're 15 and 17 year old boys yeah, at this yeah. time, you know, just navigating through life, making our mistakes around that time. But, yeah. uh, and, but you know, it took me to that. I was like, wow, I don't, I don't know too much about Joshua. So no. I started looking into him and I was like, man, my brother's onto something, right? Yeah. And speaking of that, yes. the first time we hear of Joshua in the Bible is after Egypt, um, they're making their journey. You know, uh, Moses was leading the people. Mm. He's taking some pretty, some pretty dramatic yes. <laughs> paces. <laughs> but there's this group called the Amalekites, uh-huh. and the Amalekites keep attacking the yeah. Israelites, and they're real cheap shots. They keep attacking from the back. So, uh, you know, I was mentioning the other, the other week that we went on a Fraser hike. You know, mm. you've always got some that that speed and go ahead, and yeah. you've got those that just lag behind, right? Yeah. So all the Israelites that were just lagging behind, just slow, they would kill them off. Attack them, oh. take their stuff, and kill them off, oh, right? Geez, yeah. And um, God made a promise that they will get their, you know, they will they will get their uh, just desserts. Mm. And in Exodus 17, it's the first time we hear Joshua's name mentioned. Yeah. And it says that Moses 
caused Joshua to lead the fight against the Amalekites. Mm. Now, we don't, we don't know anything about Joshua at this time. Yeah. All I know is, just from reading that, is that Moses has some confidence in Joshua's ability to fight. And, it, and it's quite confusing to me because as slaves, what did they know about fighting? Oh, yeah, but then you know we talked about Abraham the other week, you know, mm. and his his ability to it's just like oh wow, who knows? Did they all have some type of understanding or some type of have fighting strategy? Yeah, well, Joshua was one of them, mm. and so Joshua leads the army, and it's that famous story of um, Mo, that God instructs Moses: as long as his arms are lifted up, yeah, they will keep winning the battle. But as his arms drop, mm. you know, they'll start losing the battle. And so there's Aaron and her who sits Moses on a, on a rock and says, uh, we'll hold your arms up. Mm. And lo and behold, the Israelites win. Yeah. So it says Joshua won that b- battle. Mm. And then the Bible says that um, that Moses, that God told Moses, tell the story to Joshua and tell Joshua that he's all, he's to write it, down, write it down and tell everyone about this victory. Yeah. So that's the first time. Why did God tell Moses to tell Joshua? So now you start going, okay, I think this guy Joshua is going to have a major role mm. in the future. Yeah. Right? And then we've got these other places in the Bible. Yeah. Um, if you could read. So he's he's a good fighter. Yeah. That's all we know. He, yeah. he's, a, he's a good soldier. So Exodus 33.11 tells us other things about Joshua. Mm. Yeah. And we're reading this morning from the English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. Thus, the Lord used to, used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Okay, so this tent, this tabernacle, yeah. it was a meeting place for Moses, mm. and it was it was a really it was a sacred place. Yeah, and it show this verse that we just read. It shows the loyalty of Joshua mm. that Joshua stays with Moses, even though Moses goes back to the the camp of meeting. He stays where the meeting where Moses just met with God mm. right so not only is he uh, um, not only is he good at f- fighting in the front line he's also loyal actually we'll demonstrate this again in Numbers 11 mm. 25 to 30 we see that he has he has respect for the s- sacredness of God mm. right uh, Numbers you want me to read that yes please, please. yeah <clears throat> then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, assistant, the assistant of Moses, from his youth said, My lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them? And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is interesting. Yeah. You know, um Joshua saw the process, the protocol. Yeah. Seventy elders went with Moses, but there's two men that are prophesying that 
weren't part of that. Yeah. And he said, Lord, um, he said, Moses, yeah. stop them. They, they weren't part of that. And Moses' response is, well, I wish there were more. Like, yeah. I wish there were more elders <laughs> to, you know, I wish there were more they could prophesy, you know. Yeah. But it just goes to show the, the what's the right word? Integrity. Yes. The integrity that Joshua has to respect protocol, Respect how things are, how leadership works, how the chain of command works. Yeah. Um, and Moses honors the God that, that Moses serves. Yeah. So this is incredibly important. You know, mm. so he's not, so when he takes on leadership, he's not just some random, yeah. you know, he's, he's not just a good fighter. He's someone that's faithful to God. Mm. And saying that, oh, <laughs> you know, in the front of my Bible, this is my preaching Bible. Yep, yep. Um, I have this Joshua 1 verse 9 promise. Ah, yes. It's a promise that God gives to Joshua when he's feeling a bit inadequate. Yeah. And he says, be strong and courageous. Yes. Yeah, that's the... Be strong and courageous. And sometimes when I, when I go to preach or share something in the message, I'm like, people are not going to like this, Lord. So it's David. <laughs> be strong and courageous. Yeah. Preach the word. Preach the word. But let's get to Joshua 5. Yeah. Joshua 5. This is where the famous story of Jericho is, and this is where we're going to... This is where we're going to hang out. This is we're going to hang out for um, mm. the rest of our, our time together. Sure thing. Joshua chapter 5. Yep, verses uh, 13 yep. Uh, and to 15. Joshua chapter 5. Okay. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, (laughs) but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> it says shivers down. That's the question. I think in the King James Version, that's yeah, where it yeah. says, uh, are you a friend or a foe? Yeah. You know, Joshua's asking are the question. Are you a friend or a foe? So we put this in context. Yes. Joshua looks at the walls of Jericho yeah. and wonders, man, what are we going to do with a, you know, I've got a whole heap of slaves that, you know, that we've been freed and, and, and God's guided us through all this you know, up until this time, mm. we're meant to take the city of Jericho. Joshua believes, well, if God wants the city of Jericho, he's going to take it. But mm. how? Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And in his prayer, this random man turns up. Right. Mm. And when he looks up and sees this man, he has a sword in his hand. Yes. So Joshua's alert. He's like, okay, am I, am I about to fight this guy? Mm. You know, or is he... Is he coming to help us out? Like, what, yeah. What's the and so the question, you know, are you for us or for the adversaries? Yeah. And the response comes, <laughs> the response comes back. He says, no, no, neither, neither. I'm neither for you or for your adversaries. Yeah. And he says, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. Mm. There's something important about that. We're going to explore that in the next segment. Absolutely. But you know, the fact that he says, I'm not either for you or for for them. Yeah. It's because. 
I see the bigger picture. Yeah. There's a bigger picture, this Joshua, and you'll find out soon. Yeah. Mm. I love how his answer is just no. <laughs> um, before we go to the break, just to remind you of our listener question for this morning. Have you ever had to take on a role that you felt ill-equipped for? Text us in on 0488880891. Also, we have our giveaway for this morning. We did this one in our first episode of Bible Heroes, but we wanted to do it again because it's a great book. It is titled Warriors, Joshua Through Psalms. This is a fresh look at the Old Testament heroes written by Jack Blanco. Um, Please stay tuned. This next song is Choose Life by Carly Fletcher. God gives you a choice to make Blessing or cursing Life or death It's in your hands The choice is yours to make So what will you choose today? Therefore choose life That you and your descendants may live Will you love the Lord your God And obey His voice For God is your life And the length of your days So what will you choose? Will you choose life? Life or death, blessing or cursing, the choice is in your hands, how will you choose to live? And so this day, I have a choice to make. Blessing or cursing, life or death, how will I live? The choice is mine to make, I choose Jesus Christ and His way. And so I choose Choose life That you and your descendants may live Will you love the Lord your God And obey His voice For God is your life And the length of your days So what will you choose? Will you choose life? 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we have David Lear on his series, Bible Heroes. And David is talking about Joshua, friend or foe. So, David, before the break, we've been looking at... um, We've been looking at when it was the battle, wasn't it? Yeah, the Battle of Jericho. It was the Battle of Jericho, and then someone came up and... With a sword, and Josh was just like, are you friend or foe? And he said, no. No, neither. Neither. On neither side. <laughs> I love how it's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to try and identify who this being is. Yeah. He identifies himself as the commander mm. of the Lord's army. Yeah. Right? And there's something interesting he does as well. He says, take your sandals off your feet. Yes. There's only one other place that. We know that where sandals mm. are meant to be taken off the feet. Do you know who that was? Well, that Moses at the, the burning bush. At the burning bush, yes. right? So he was told to take his sandals off because the ground he was walking on holy. was holy ground. And so that means that the ground that Joshua's on is holy ground. Mm. And, you know, there's a – I know I'm not going to make significant references here, but what you learn from the Bible is anywhere that God goes becomes holy ground. Yeah. Right. And so there's something something strange here happening, you know. This person that identifies says, oh, I'm the commander of the, the Lord's army. Mm. So, oh, well, who's that? Yeah. So this is this is where um, it gets quite controversial as far as in, in, the, in, uh, in the Christian world. Yes. You know, um, as Seventh-day Adventists, we make this argument that this has got to be Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, others would say, um, oh, no, I think it's an angel. Mm. You know, it's, it's just an angel, messenger of the Lord. And uh, there's this... Interesting character that we learn about in Revelation. Yeah. In Revelation 12, verse 7 to 9, there is a mention of what Christian tradition talks about as an archangel, mm. which is basically a high-ranking messenger of heaven, right? Yes. But if you could read if you could read this in context, in Revelation 12, for anyone yeah. that's listening, I recommend you read it. If you don't read it, if you don't understand the symbols and everything like that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The imagery and the story itself in Revelation 12 is quite fascinating. Mm. You can do the interpretations later. But um, yeah, if you could read that for us, please, Kami. Sure thing. Um, it says, Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Okay, so now we have this name that is found there. And it says, now war arose in heaven. And who's the leader of that war? Michael. Michael. Michael is a question. Um, I mean, the, the literal mm. name, Michael, the meaning of the name is a question. Mikael mm. in the Hebrew means, who is like God? Huh. Right. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the question that it serves. So this uh, Mikael and his angels, his army, 
fight against the dragon and his army. Mm. Revelation is quite clear in Revelation, uh, Revelation 12 who this dragon is. Mm. It, it spells it out for us. Yeah. It's the old dragon, the serpent, Satan. Mm. Right? But it doesn't make it clear who Michael is. Yes. Now, in the, in the scheme of things, in the great controversy, as far as I believe, mm. and others, others too, there's only one that can beat Satan. And has beaten Satan, mm. right? You know what I'm talking about, right? All the kids know the answer to yeah, this question. Yeah, as Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? Yeah. As it Jesus? It's, it's Jesus, right? Yes. And this becomes controversial because nowhere in the Bible does it say, Michael is Jesus Christ or mm. Jesus Christ is Michael. Yeah. So it's something that um, as Bible students, we've got to try and piece it together, right? How important or how significant is it that Michael is Jesus or not Jesus, mm. right? I'll, I'll say, I'll say, well, well let's, do, let's do a bit of study on Michael. Let's do it. Um, we won't go too in depth, but I, I just want to share that Michael mm. is only mentioned once in the old, uh, in the new, uh, in one other place in the New Testament, yeah. which is in the book of Jude. And it says that Michael is fighting for the body of Moses. Oh. That's what it says in Jude. Okay. And then the only other places you find it is in um, the book of Daniel. There's four places in the book of Daniel. Oh. We'll look at one, yeah. Daniel, Daniel 12, verse 1. But in each case, every time Michael is mentioned, there's a war going on. Yes. There's a battle. And Michael is in the forefront, mm. right? Uh, and, uh, when Daniel's having a vision, um, uh, you know, the angel Gabriel says to him, oh, Michael's fighting for me because yeah. I can't prevail against him, but Michael's strong enough for it, mm. you know? And in Daniel twelve verse one, this is this is this is the icing on the cake for me. This this one. Yeah. But if you could read Daniel yeah. twelve verse one, please. For sure, the time of the end. The time of the end. Yeah, right on. That's okay, the title. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, I did calm no, down. No, that's okay. <laughs> Getting excited. Yeah. At the same. At that time. Oh, sorry. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since. There was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Okay, mm. interesting. So this Michael, yes, that is the leader of God's army, mm. It says when he stands up in the time of trouble, the people will be delivered. Yeah. There's a significant, there's a significant um, uh, reference to this, that the fact that he stands up. When somebody stands up in proceedings mm. you know, of judgment in the ancient days, they were, um, they were standing for the sake of justice. They were yes. standing on behalf of others. And this says that he's standing on behalf of Daniel's people. Mm. Who's Daniel's people? Well, he thought it was just the Jews. Yeah. He had no idea that when Jesus Christ comes <laughs> to, to the Jew, to the Greek, yeah. get it to the free, to the slave. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyone that is Abraham's seed, uh, everyone that uh, is in Jesus Christ is a seed of Abraham. Mm. Like Daniel didn't understand at that time, but boom, yeah. you know, your people shall be delivered. Yeah. For some reason, when this, if we were to say it was an angel, right? An angel stood up and then people are delivered. I, my logic says that we're taking away the divinity and the, mm. the honor that is only due to Jesus Christ himself. Yes. Others would say, oh, but why would, why would um, Jesus degrade himself to be uh, uh, an angel to fight on their behalf? Mm. 
well, let me take it a step further. He, yeah. He became a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he became, there's something about Jesus that when he fights for people, when he mm. fights for their, on, on behalf of them, he doesn't, uh, he fights as one of them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when he came on earth as a human and he beat Satan in the, in the, uh, in the wilderness when Satan tried to tempt him of all mm. the things that humans are tempted of, you know, turn the stones into bread, jump off this cliff, you yeah. know, worship me. He won on every single count. And he won as a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like for us, we're like, oh, wow. That means it's a formula for us. If Jesus said by beating Satan, he said, oh, it is written, you know, it is written. Well, then we have the same, we have the same formula. Oh, the Bible mm-hmm. says, God's word says this. So now we're like, oh, because mm-hmm. our, our, our Lord and Savior, you know, he's already gone ahead and fought for us. Mm-hmm. We know this. And so if we have that same conviction as humans, <laughs> Angels would have had the same conviction. He fought as one of us. Yes. You know, he fought as one of us. And, and, and now, you know, we, we can see. And, and there's no angel. I don't believe there's any angel whatsoever, even Gabriel that's mentioned in the Bible, that mm. is able to go on the cross, die for our sins, because they weren't the ones that created us. No. Right? Only the creator can do that and redeem us, right? Mm. Only the creator can return when he, when he does return in that time of trouble, only the creator can stand up. When he stands up, yeah. the people are delivered. Yes. Right. And so going back to the story of Joshua, mm. Joshua is face to face with the commander of the Lord's army. Yes. Do you think he has any doubts after this encounter? <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's about to... Jericho's know, gone yeah, down. He's yeah. like... You know, you know, after this, Joshua's like, I'm all ears. Yeah. You tell me what we need to do. And the answer that was given to him to march around the city once mm. a day and then seven times, man, I, you know, <sighs> I, we would go, that's crazy. Joshua just went, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do it twice for you. Correct. Correct. I'll do whatever yeah, you say. I'll do I got whatever it. I got you this. Say. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that after a break. But first, this is the description for our book offer, which is Warriors Joshua Through Psalms, a fresh look at the Old Testament heroes by Jack Blanco. Extraordinary things happen when ordinary people put their life in God's hands. The men and women of these stories were ordinary people, but their lives were anything but ordinary. The moment they said yes to God, they stepped into a life of thrilling assignments out of this world challenges and awe-inspiring victories. In Warriors, Jack Blanco uses modern language to tell the timeless stories recorded in Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuels, 1st Chronicles and Psalms. Without the interruption of chapters and verses, you'll read the stories and Psalms as you've never before. From the unbelievable stories of Samson, Gideon, Ruth, Deborah and Samuel to the heartfelt cries of David and the others recorded in the Psalms, these warriors of God will inspire you to say yes to an extraordinary life. This next song is Jericho by Andrew Riff. Stay tuned for the code for the book after the break. I've been stacking up the years I spent trading punches with the enemy Built myself a double thick stone tower of lies Higher than the eye can see Trapped in my flesh and bone Crying out to you, Lord, I'm desperate 
love come rattle this cage and set me free all of my fears that Jericho walls gotta come down come down all of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down come down oh my prison turns to ruin when your love moves in all of my fears that Jericho walls gotta come down Crashing through the pride and the blame Cutting straight to the heart of me Long before I ever called your name You were fighting for my victory Carved in your flesh and bone The wounds that have set my soul's forgiven Oh, now I can feel the darkness trembling All of my fears now Jericho walls gotta come down all of my fears that Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. Oh, no. my prison turns to ruin when your love moves in. All of my fears that Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down. Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing our program with David Leo on Joshua, friend or foe. As promised, we have our giveaway to claim the free offer for today. We have three copies, so get in quick. That was for Warriors, um, Joshua through to Psalms. And to claim this book, text in the code HEROES3, H-E-R-O-E-S, and the number three, no spaces. Text that in to 0488-880-891 to claim your copy today. That is HEROES3, H-E-R-O-E-S, and the number three, no spaces. Text that in to 048-880-891. So, David, we've been talking about Joshua um, and how his relation, like he met, kind of met Michael. <laughs> yeah, 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 right <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, he met right Michael, on. the lord of, the lord, of, the, the lord of, or the commander of the Lord's armies. That's yeah. the word I was trying to get. Yeah. Um, so how are we finishing um, 
today's program. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, it's really appropriate that Jesus uh, appeared to Joshua in that manner mm. because that's the that's the that's how Joshua can relate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, okay, so a drawn sword, uh, a man of of uh, battle, yes. you know, and, and, and Joshua's ready for it. Yeah, but this is very different. The instruction he gets from this man, <laughs> the Bible says, the Lord he gives him the instructions of this is what you're going to do, yeah. and this is important. In, in um, chapter six, verse two, this is how he gives the adjectives to mm-hmm. Joshua and his army. He says, "And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, mm-hmm. its king, and the mighty men of valor." Oh. Right. So. Sorry, so he's, he's given the description to um, to the people of Jericho as men of valor. Yeah. And Joshua has a group of an army of slaves. Yeah. And he's saying, "I'm giving I'm giving these guys to you." Yeah. And then the instruction is, "Well, walk around the city six times, <laughs> and on the last day you do it seven times, and you just could you imagine? You know, we talk about Rahab, right? Yeah. She she knew something was happening, and you could you." Could you imagine what everyone else was thinking as the watchmen were on the walls? You know, they they look out. Oh, here they come! Here they you know, come. You know, make sure the make sure the the doors are firmly closed and yeah. blah blah blah. Make make sure this is secure and and they come up the first day and they watch them walk around the city like what? What's this? You know, they do it twice. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. For me, if I saw that and I had heard about what their God has done. Mm. I'd, I'd be really freaking out. Yeah. I'd be like, what, what is going on? You know, like, what are they? And then on the seventh day, they do it seven times. Mm. Loud blasts of the trumpets and these walls that they totally relied on. Yeah. You know, like, my imagination is so crazy. You know, it's probably mm. the, the cartoons I watched as a kid. But uh, yeah, I imagine, I imagine Michael <laughs> going with this massive sword and just cutting down the corners of the wall and just, yeah. you know, like, oh, oh man. <laughs> Imagine that spectacle, though. Yeah. You know, like these huge walls just falling. Mm. And there, remember, Rahab lived in the walls. Yeah, there are people's homes in there as well. You yeah. know, like and, and that everything that they had relied on, everything that was everything that was meant to stop Israel from success, mm. just came falling down. Yeah. This is where I want to finish up, Calm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish up to convince and 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 tell everyone. Yeah, this Jesus Christ. We, we, we know him as Jesus Christ. Yes. When he came on earth, he was known as Jesus the Christ, right? Our Lord and Savior. He met us which is appro- where it's appropriate for us, mm. right? That's, that's where he knows where we're at. There is nothing, there is nothing that this Jesus cannot have victory over. Mm. He, he's, he can beat anything. He can beat anything, anything that Satan puts in front of him. He's beaten. He's beaten the most ultimate thing, which is death. Yes. Eternal death. Like, he beat eternal death with eternal life. Like, there's nothing that, that can stop Jesus. There are things that we, um, you know, when we come to, there's Jerichos in our lives, you know. Yes. We think, well, we're never going to get past that. Mm. I'm always going to be the same person. I'm never going to, never going to get past what I am right now, you know. Um, and the story we're going to learn next with Gideon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, you're going to find that you need to start seeing yourself the way that God sees you. Mm. That's called faith. When, you be, when you're able to see yourself the way God sees you, and uh, any, any battles that you come up against, any uh, walls, thick walls that you think, man, mm. there's nothing I can do here, 
then you need to look at Jesus who knows the bigger picture. I yeah. said before, you know, like you said, oh, that's, yeah. that's interesting. That's, that's fascinating how Jesus said, I'm neither for you or. No, or the, no because. The answer is no. <laughs> that's right. Because the bigger picture is this mm. Jericho incident is just a small piece of the puzzle yeah. of what I'm going to do at the cross. Right? Because yeah. what I'm going to do at the cross is actually universal. Yes. This is, this is a local incident. I just want you to understand mm. I'm part of a a bigger, yeah. bigger picture. You know, and when Joshua when Joshua knows about this, man, when Joshua realizes, whoa, I have yeah. to tell the story of Jesus as a as a victor, as yeah. Jesus as a, as a battler, man, I'm sure he's gonna be overjoyed. You know, he's yeah. gonna be like, Yes. You know, and this is the story that um this is why I want to tell the story of, of Jesus of, of Joshua. Mm. Joshua is actually a Hebrew um uh rendition of well, so I should say the other way. Jesus or Jesus mm. is a Greek version of Yahushua, yeah. which is Joshua, oh. right? The Savior, right? So it's the oh wow, yeah, right. yeah, same thing, right? And so the story of Joshua is a story for each and every one of us to, to be reminded: any battle, anything that we come against, is not too hard for Jesus. Mm. Jesus has yeah. the biggest shoulders, the thickest hides, <laughs> the the best drawn sword. Mm. There is nothing that the Lord of hosts or the command of the army of the Lord cannot do. Yeah. It's done, done it all. You know, he can, and he can do it all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, man. Wow. So if, if we, I suppose this is important. Um, yes, yes. I've, I've told the story already, but I'm going to tell it again, Kami. Let's go, let's go. My friend, Tapiwa Mutsurewa, he's a pastor in, in Sydney. He's living mm. in Zimbabwe. He used to walk home from school, walk to school and home from school every day. And uh, one of the, one of the houses he would go past had the, you know, the, the uh, iron uh, iron gate or uh, yeah iron fences it's like um, uh, anyway it was made of these, these these fences and then there was a um, a gate that was that was part of this fence and this dog would come and you know jump up on the gate yeah. and he would take off he would walk on the other side of the road because he's scared mm. of this dog but every day it's you know it's, it's, it's shut up yeah one day he's walking back from school and the gate is actually um, he hears the dog and he's like oh yeah but the gate's open oh no and the dog runs out and he takes off and he's running yeah. running running and he um, runs towards this tree and before he can get up the tree he feels oh you know he feels this heavy heavy dog just yeah. get the back of him and he's like he hits the ground wow. and he starts crying and he's like oh, oh. man you know I'm gonna uh, he goes I'm, I'm done for and the owner comes in and uh, pulls him off mm. And he says, oh, look, I was trying to tell you, it's just, you don't have to run. And he was like, what? And he's looking at him, and he can't see any bites on him. Oh. And he says, yeah, he goes, I was trying to, trying to tell you to stop running because uh, my dog's got no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is what yeah. Jesus has done to Satan. He has knocked his teeth out. Yep. There is nothing for us to be afraid of. Oh, yeah. What a great story. Yeah. And it's so relevant, too. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, David, for... Um, your episode today of Bible Heroes. Um, next week we have you again and myself for Gideon. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that one. I love the story of Gideon. So be sure to um, listen in for that on Wednesdays. Um, also tomorrow, join us with David Maxwell and myself. We have a part two to uh, the um, 
to the episode. His series is called Are You Listening? But his episode is part two for God, the universe and everything. So be sure to stick around. We did part one last week. So make sure you're listening for part two tomorrow. Um, also, don't forget our giveaway for today. Warriors, Joshua through to Psalms. But... The code is HEROES3, H-E-R-O-E-S, and the number 3. Text that in no spaces to 048-880-891. Thank you again, David, and thank, thank you, you for listening Thanks, as well. This is Man of Stories by Abby Eaton. Man of Stories.